Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Ahmed actually did make an appearance Is on that today's right? spot. That's what how I'm... Was that, how did that I'm happen? I'm actually very, very curious. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh no! That's funny. He's on the milk cart. Oh, that is dynamite. Oh yeah, send the reward here. We found this guy. He's not missing after all. He's just Bobby Big Time traveling America, Kentucky Derby, Atlanta Braves baseball. Oh my god! You look good. Thank I you. watched you more this year than ever before. You did. I did. So uh, that's the benefit as far as the Kentucky Derby when you have a daughter who's obsessed with horses and everything. Perfect. Right? I was even texting Matt Casey at one point because you came on at 12. She watched you through and through. Oh, perfect. Took a little break around 4.30. She did a quick workout and then came back, right? And you were kind of on and off at that point. So I was like, it's okay. Our buddy's gone. Yeah, because she was like... This guy Mike Tirico hosting now. You can take a break. Well, she was legitimately surprised when you came on air. Oh, really? She really was. She was like... You're, you didn't tell me your buddy was doing this. And I was like, I, I didn't know you really cared. And she, I was like, yeah, I'm there. So that was really cool. I did give you some – I scouted you out a few times. Okay. Your armpits look pretty good. Not bad. Right? I mean, I didn't get a lot of shots of being able to see. I was hoping on the track when you were on the track. Yes. And like an hour before or yeah. 40 minutes before. And you're they're going to finish right here and doing all that crap. And then <laughs> I was hoping I could see some pit stains there. I, go I didn't to, see anything. I go to my wife. I go, was I too into that one? I was like, I was super excited. I want you on to the draw track. a line and be like, here it I is. I know. I almost did. The funny thing about that is we were on the track. It was like an hour before the, they're running the derby. Yeah. And we wanted to show where they all finish. And each. Each and right. every Kentucky Derby winner is finished right here. I yeah. can remember it word for word still. Um, but the tractors wanted to go and clean up the track. And so an official from the Churchill Downs came up to us and was like, when, when are you doing this? Yeah. I was like, I think it's like in a minute or two. Is that going to be okay? I don't yeah. want to screw up the Kentucky Derby. Seriously. Like, okay, that's fine. That's, <laughs> yeah. Make sure you get out of here fast <laughs> yeah, after hurry. you're done with it. You got out of there fast, too. I, I did. did that, too. Yes. Because I caught you in the background after you threw it to... Um, Rebecca Lowe. Rebecca Lowe. I saw you running <laughs> off the track in the background. I'm fine. always looking for that stuff. Oh, those like, tractors might get me. Yeah, I, yeah, right. So it, wait, tell me about the the um, the surface. Yeah, like how much does your feet sink into that dirt? It how, goes pretty far. Right, I mean, it's, it's softer almost, than you think. It right? is. I mean, there's a lot of water. There's a lot of moisture. They right. water it as the right. day goes on, and sometimes they'll like crunch it down, yeah. which they call sealing it. You right. know, it makes it a harder surface. Gotcha. Um, if it rains, I'll try to seal it to get some of that excess water out of there. But it's pretty sandy. 
Yeah. Like it's a, it's like a it's legit beach type feel. Good. All right. Well, it's good. We got to keep it safe for the horses. A great race. I enjoyed it. You did a great job. Thank you. Glad to have you back. I hope you got to rest up on Monday a little bit. We I let, did. We brought in the reliever. Connor was great, right? As he, always. He's shorter, but he has more muscles than you. Hundred percent. You can bench more than me. I guarantee. <laughs> he doesn't wear that. red pants. Right? No. But although I don't feel like that would be out of the realm of possibility. Well, you're Connor. right. I mean, yeah. he is cool hipster kind of cool guy, guy. <laughs> so he might do yeah. that at, at some point. Uh, but what's up? I didn't even say hi to everybody. Chris on button it's episode 500 today that is right we are a big deal now it's official uh and yet my buddy's back here but we got things coming up we're gonna have a good day today we're gonna be loose relaxed we're gonna have fun kick it around with a bunch of different subjects when are we, we not got the schedule early you're right we're always loose and relaxed i guess we have nothing that we're like totally focusing that's on true. today that's true because we got plenty of that coming on next week with the chris sims top 40 cornerback countdown yep so we're gonna go we're gonna preview that a little bit yeah I'm going yeah, to give a little structure here. Sure. It's not just willy-nilly. Okay, like, good. just didn't walk in here and go, Rain me you, in. you guys just talk whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> uh, we got the top 40 quarterback countdown preview. We'll kind of look back at last year and then kind of what, what thoughts are percolating in your head here. Yeah. Um, we've got some trivia. Right. Some uh, 500 trivia. Right. So episode 500 to celebrate that. And then a little Ask Me Anything uh, here, too. I want to start it off. Because uh, I didn't know it was episode 500 until yesterday. Yeah. And so, you know me, I like to write some poems to signify some events. Right. At Unbuttoned, we have a knack for destroying groupthink that's whack. No narrative to be spun outside of just one. The greatness <laughs> of our boy, Zach. That's the only one. That's it. That's it. That's the only one. I think that sums up our podcast here. And uh, Pete wanted to know yeah. what the homies think right. that we will be talking about 500 episodes from now. 500 episodes from now, which yeah. is roughly, what, four years four from years, now? Like, we've been doing this for did. four years, yeah. which is kind of crazy. It is right? crazy. It's been me. It's been Paul. It's been uh, Connor, too. I think Liam was here for a couple. All the, all the, the circus of hosts that you've had. Yes. Um, so, uh, distinct alerts says 500 episodes from now, we will be talking about Geritol and Icy Hot. No doubt about that. I think well, need some of that. I, or yeah, I some, have. something, something similar to What's that. What's the Geritol for? What is that for? Ger- Geritol is like, what, like, a something that, I don't, you know, what is it? In fact, now what that you it? say Geritol, I'm not even sure. Is it like a, Pete, what is that? It's What's Geritol? That heats, I think it's something that heats you. Oh, it's a vitamin supplement. Supplement. Okay, that's a Geritol. You know, well, that's one of those phrases you throw around every now and then that actually I don't think I ever really knew what that part of it was. Right. right. I just thought it was something medicine So That's what I thought. So distinct alerts. Here's the bad news. I already have some vitamin supplements, and I do use Icy Hot from time to time. <laughs> do you really? You don't need to wait for the episode. Icy Hot Oh, every my now gosh. Then? When I had that lower back yeah. pain. Remember right. that three yeah. weeks ago? Sure. It, go, it went away. You're good? So, yeah, we're there. It's gone. Okay, yeah, good. It's good. gone. Uh, Dave Saba says... Uh, ED period, lower back pain. <laughs> <laughs> ED. Oh man! Uh, How dare b- you? I don't know. Four years from now, I should still be going strong in the ED department. I'm sorry. And Caleb Williams in his fourth Super Bowl. Maybe okay. that, I mean, that, who knows? Right? All right. Who knows? All right. Well, I, I like those comments. Caleb Williams in his fourth Super Bowl. It's only four years from now, so he's, <laughs> he's, he's going to have to get to work here yeah. real early on in his career. Hit the ground running. All right. Maybe five years. He's got lower back pain. I think will definitely be a part of this podcast I, I am susceptible to it mm. and if i do work out too hard yes. or have something in my life change too drastically like being on a plane forever or getting delayed while you're on the plane a new yep. like the lower back thing 
Now, ED, come on, we're going to fight against that one. <laughs> <laughs> There's drugs for that. Geritol. Just use a little Geritol and that'll fix that. A little that. Geritol. Rub a little Geritol down there. Don't rub the icy hot down there, okay? That could be a problem. <laughs> West Kruger says we'll be talking about the Manning kid. Oh, we could be. Will we, though? I don't know. I well, think there's some debate on how good he's going to really be. Well, I, let's say, I, I mean, I know his, his spring game was you know nothing to write home about. He's yeah. young. He's learning. At it's Texas. hard. At Texas, right? And then, uh, yeah, uh, there's a good chance we could be talking about him for years. But it sounds like Quinn Ewers has got the lead as far as the quarterback competition. I'd be interested to see how that goes because Ewers has talent. We know that. Uh, so I'm excited to see what the Manning kid does as, as uh, the year goes here. Hudson Riverview, probably your dad's induction into the Hall of Fame. Wow, that's I, I wish, but I don't know if that's going to happen either. I, I don't know. I What's don't know. What's holding him back? Why, why, why? Just well, I just think as more time goes numbers? on, as more time goes on, his numbers and things like that look less and less, you oh. know, impressive. Um, he you should compare well, it to only the era, won though. one Super Bowl. You're right. Well, in the era, I mean, yeah, again, you know, the era, his stats are better than Troy Aikman's and better than Joe Namath's and and Kurt Warner. They're right there on on par with that as well. Right. He's only got the one Super Bowl. I think if he's healthy for the second one and plays in that one, he's probably going to get in. But the other part of this, too, is for people like my dad in that position, politicking has a real part of the process. You oh. you have to be like, you're going to have to call and you're going to have to get a groundswell going behind you. And you're going to have to, you know, for somebody like him, he's going to have to get somebody at the Daily News and the New York Post and everybody to start pushing this message along. And that just ain't fucking happening with Big Phil. You know that. There's no way he'll do that. There's mm-hmm. just no way. So it's like, it's it's where I feel guilty a little at times because I have people who tell me I should do it, Right. Now he will tell me not to do it if I start to go down that road too much, right? Yeah. And but but uh, so that's that's kind of the thing I get every hmm. now and then. And I do wonder sometimes if I should be the guy to push him. You think no doubt, looking at his numbers, his accomplishments, he should be in the hall. No, I don't think no doubt. Oh. I think he's very much no. I think it's very. I mean, listen, in my own personal bias, yes, I think my dad's better than people realize. I think my dad's like I, I I say to people all the time. I think my dad's one of the most misunderstood people, really. You know, in in football history, people think he's this nerd that was on TV with Jim Nance. And I went, if you were around my dad or listened to our podcast, he's not that nerd. He's not that nerd. It's he can't you can't you can't shut him up. He's hilarious. He says a ton of four letter words. He's really the opposite of what you saw those years. But that alone can't get someone into the Hall of Fame. No, it can't. No, it cannot. And then, well, his playing days, because it's the Giants defense and Bill Parcells, people think my dad was a game manager. And that's where I go, see, you, you don't know that you didn't pay attention. He threw for 4,000 yards in 1984 when nobody was throwing for 4,000 yards, really. It was just it was a rare thing, right? They were not. He led the league, or he was second in the league four or five years in a row for average yards per attempt, right? Because they were not managing the game. I mean, if you watch old games of my dad in the 88, 86, 87, every throw is 20 yards down the field. I mean, it's never a management, oh, here's a slant or a screen or anything like that. So um, that's where I think he's misunderstood. But, no, I don't think he's going to get in the Hall of Fame. I don't, don't think he will. No, I but, don't think he will. So if you, if you can't do it, your dad doesn't want you to do it. If he's not going to do it, yeah. it's got to be me. I've got to put it, it upon my shoulders go ahead. <laughs> to do this, get your <laughs> okay. dad into the Hall we'll of Fame. We'll give you that job. That's my job. Now, uh, we're going to save some of these uh, other ones for a little later on, but I do want to – Throw this one out there from our friend Der Biobachter. <laughs> we knew how to pronounce that name, and we've totally lost it. Uh, why? Oh, he goes, uh, 
He goes, what will we be talking about 500 episodes from now? Why, you will be going to Germany for the games in Frankfurt and tape your first international episode of Unbuttoned. Germany will give you, Ahmed, and Pete some love. Oh, man. I, I, would I hope that, that happens before episode 1,000. That's what I'm hoping. I mean, yes. Yes. I would hope so. I, I want to be over there for one of these games. I mean, and of course, I know we're going to hit on the schedule and all that here in a minute. But, yeah, between that and London, uh, I would love oh. at some point for us to be able to go over there You're and do too some busy, shows. And now they're making me too busy. I don't I don't know that it can happen. I, I don't know. Either. I would love yeah, it they'd to have happen. to take some off our plate and then cut out some time for us to do that. Right. I know. Well, speaking of the schedule, yeah, Durr, great job getting us Way to our next transition. Point. Durr, he's uh, our man. The schedule is not quite out yet. No. It's coming out Thursday. Yeah. If you're listening to this on Thursday, the schedule's out. Go check it out. But we're doing this on Wednesday, uh, and this is what we know so far. We know the international games. Yes. Yes. Week four, Falcons, Jaguars in London. Week five, Jaguars, Bills in London. Week six, Ravens, Titans in London. And then we got the two Germany games. Week nine, Dolphins, Chiefs in Germany. And then week 10, Colts, Patriots in Germany. So some some iconic franchises in Germany. You're welcome, Durr. But we get that Dolphins-Chiefs game that Tyreek Hill returned to Arrowhead is going to be in Germany instead. Well, I, I, the, the, my first big thought of this yes. whole thing in these five games is that, whoa, like star power, legit team. Where I feel like it this is. was always kind of a throw. Not, a, I don't want to say a throwaway game, but it was just like, oh, who who are we gonna pick this year that has to play over there, right? Just nobody's raising their hand. So who are we gonna force go over there, right? Jaguars, right? Exactly. Which we know they're a staple. Which they're good now, though. They are good. So they're they're excited about that. But I, I do think this this to me this schedule here, as far as the overseas, it, it shows a. a a little bit of a push in star power and the teams that are legit right now. That's where I think I'm a little impressed and shows me that the NFL wants to, you know, put some guys on a pedestal or make them the face of the league a little bit more and, and grow the interest there. And especially that game. Dolphins Chiefs, one of the premier matchups the whole season. Yeah. I mean, more stars on the field maybe than just about any other game you could put together, right? And that, that's going to Germany. And, of course, it's the biggest star in our game in the prime of his career. Well, uh, that, I think, shows you how much they want to make the Germany thing work. So that's what I was shocked by. You know, that matchup, Lamar Jackson going against the Tennessee Titans and Derrick Henry and that group. And you get a Trevor Lawrence versus Josh Allen matchup. Um, I mean, I know the Jaguars are part of that anyways, but they got two games this year. And to have the marquee quarterbacks in our sport going over there. And those are the crossover figures that I think a lot of people in Europe, you know, buy into at least. Uh, I think that's going to be big. And, and it seems like the NFL wants to make this Germany thing work. Why? Why so much? Do, do you think eventually the long-term play is getting a team somewhere Definitely. in Europe? Definitely. You, do, you really do. That's, that's I mean, uh, Goodell mentioned it, I think, at the Super Bowl press conference that that was on their radar and that they would, uh, like, big-term goals or big long-term goals is to get a division over there. Wow. Florio always contends that this is definitely on their radar and it's only a matter of time, and they just got to figure out these logistics. Florio today, too, was also saying he thinks the NFL has shifted a little bit. They think that there's more of a – 
love in Germany, and he thinks that they, they think there's more potential in Germany jumping on to this NFL bandwagon, I think even quicker than London. Ooh. Right. I think they kind of learned that. And, again, you saw, remember that Seahawks-Bucks game last year. They were rabid. The fans were crazy. They They didn't leave. They didn't leave, right. I was laughing about that this morning, too. It was like 45 minutes after the game, there were still like 60,000 people in the stands. Yeah. So, you know, maybe they're on to something there. But they're going to get two awesome matchups. Colts, Patriots, Dolphins, Chiefs should be pretty good. And there's some other notable games, too. So, Pete, are these these released on Twitter? The league hasn't released anything yet. I I don't know if the – yeah, they just sneak There's, snuck out throughout the morning. Like Schefter's getting in there. Right, somebody, somebody's releasing them. I don't know. Does the NFL Leak. give these to Schefter just to start the interest and start the talk? Maybe. And get a, or, oh, the t- oh, the, or teams the teams do have them. The, the teams, teams have them, right. Oh, that's right. The They're teams building are all, their videos and whatever right. else. So, yeah, if Schefter, Florio, whatever, have an in with the head media guy or something like that, yeah, they might get thrown a bone here as far as, you know, what's what's one – give me one game that's, you know, a marquee matchup. I'll give you three right now. Okay, do that. That I've gotten, not from the teams, no. but from Pete putting it in a rundown. <laughs> Week 12, Dolphins at Jets. It's the Black Friday prime video wow, game that's on awesome. Amazon. That's awesome. I'm excited for that. I'm always excited for less games on Sunday because then I don't have to watch, you know, as many games at 1 o'clock and go, whoa, there's nine games going on at once. But, man, that Friday, that Black Friday – well, I don't ever want to do anything other than just sit on the couch anyways. I'm usually yeah. in a food hangover and a liquor hangover. Right. And I'm a little comatose. So yeah. now I got some football to watch. I'm it's excited great. about Three o'clock Eastern, so that's right. cool. I Perfect. know they had to have it a little earlier because they have that. They don't want to conflict with Friday night football. I think it's a longstanding I, thing. It is. Exactly right. Yeah, they can't do. They can't infringe on right. high school Which football like. and stuff like, like that. that. They, yeah, well, you and me, we're high school oh my football gosh. watchers, so oh, we yeah, don't want that. that. Like, Sorry, I can't. Aaron, sorry. I can't watch you. Sorry, Greenwich is playing New Canaan this weekend. <laughs> we got to go. <laughs> uh, also, on Christmas Day, uh, Giants at Eagles, and Pete is telling me the teams have released some of these, so it's not all just Schefter poking okay. around. I got you. And then Week 17, Bengals at Chiefs. Uh, that is the New Year's Eve game on Woo! CBS. So where's Woo! our where's our first big game? When, when are we starting to release our? Yeah, uh, they they haven't got it. NBC I guess Pete's games. got no connections at NBC, but you'll you'll see it all tomorrow. Tomorrow Giants, on Eagles? today. Tomorrow Ch- on tomorrow today. Tomorrow on today. Oh, so so it's on Thursday. Thursday they're getting to release our thing there. We, wow. Thursday morning we get to release our schedule on wow. today with Hoda Kotb and not the whole schedule, just just one, one game. game. Okay. Oh, the kickoff night. What's yeah. it? Do we have? Oh. Do we have any rumors? We probably can't. Well, we know it's the Chiefs. Okay, so, yeah. Yeah, and it's they're most likely at home unless there's some scheduling conflict. Yeah. And then from there, I don't know. It's not the Bengals. I could tell you that, okay? <laughs> they're yeah. playing on Christmas. But that that's awesome. New Year's. New Year's, watching some football there. Hey, the, the holidays are right around, you know, our football Sundays again this year where Christmas and New Year's are on the Mond- are on Mondays. Yep. So I don't. I'm interested to see how they kind of break up that schedule, not only for viewing pleasure, but for my own life and work schedule during <laughs> yeah. that time, right? Yeah. Uh, um, but the, the, those are those are awesome. Giants, Eagles. I think we both expect. I mean, we know the Eagles are going to be awesome. The Giants. I'm not ready to say awesome. I just hope they're in the playoff conversation the still I at that point, be, yeah. right? And then the Bengals and Chiefs that late in the year. I mean, that could be for the whole marbles. That could be for home field, number one seed. Ooh, Who knows buy, what that could imagine be? imagine that. Exactly, yeah. right. So that should be cool. You don't have to work on Christmas, it doesn't look like, right? Because we don't have the Christmas game. That's a Monday night, and so it's an ESPN game. I, I, I hope so. Now, they might make these 
Christmas. I think they're trying to make Christmas thing, the Christmas Day, a thing here. But I don't think we have a game on Christmas, do we, Pete? Can you? Uh, they don't oh, know. You know. No, oh, this we is might. things we don't know. Oh. We might. They might make it a little different, where there's only a few games on Christmas Eve, and then you have like a actually a pretty good slate on Christmas Day oh. too. Right, so that's where I'm. I'm a little worried about that <laughs> and how that yeah. plays out. Uh, uh, but more, I'm more worried about Christmas Eve, anyways. To me, yeah, I like Christmas Eve. I want to be able to enjoy that night, right? And that's right. on a Sunday this year. And I worry about yes, what will we have that night during those activities? This is what people say. This is what we do. It's we're, we. There are sacrifices. Yes, we are watching <laughs> sports and you know cheering and wearing my red pants, talking to Chris Sims. But there are a certain sacrifices that also other people make too that are not in sports. And I realize that. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. At Delta, we know Mike NHC prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. On the next flight, 8C is Mandy, a foodie. So we offer all types of food options. Because at Delta, everyone flies their own way. Delta, keep climbing. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Uh, All right, Sims Top 40 quarterback countdown preview. This is time. Uh, I think we want to start with looking back at last year. Yeah, cool. And just seeing where all the, the, the chips were last year. You had Josh Allen as number one. You had Patrick Mahomes as number two. You had Justin Herbert as number three. You had Joe Burrow as number four. And I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to look at this. Say what I'm going to say want. you, uh, like maybe the order has changed in the top four. Yeah. But I'm going to say those, I, anyone who watched football last year, I think those were the top four quarterbacks. Yeah. I don't, I don't disagree with that. I don't think any, I, you know, I, I actually, as you're sitting here saying that to me, right? Outside of you know the rabid Philadelphia Eagles fan base, yeah, I would say that through and through, a hundred percent, I never heard anything different from anybody, at least in the football world, that didn't think those four were the top four, right? Yeah, you know, and like I always say, I always release these type of things, and when it comes out, I start to hear from people or whatever. So I heard from people at the time, but then, yeah, as the season goes on, I don't think anybody right now would disagree with what you just said there. So let's set this up. We'll take another look at this uh, as we go. Yeah. But let's set this up. Yeah. And for those who may be new to the Sims Top 40 Quarterback Countdown, yep. which started, what, seven years ago now? It, Have you started, been it started in, let's see, yeah, I guess it was the 2017 season, right? That is okay. when I made the mistake of going on Dan Patrick <laughs> and him asking me about the Jacksonville Jaguars and what's up with them because they were all over the place yeah. if anybody remember they had this amazing defense they dominate a game and then they'd lose a close one you'd be like how did they lose to that team and that's where i went on and went 
Well, because they have the 70th best quarterback in football, Blake Bortles. And, you know, he was shocked. So that's where it manifested itself. And so you were like, I will list all the quarterbacks who are better than Blake Bortles. Well, then it became a news. So I said that. Yeah. And it caught on. Like to where like people were like, I was getting calls and they were, hey, people, yeah, we, we just wait. We don't know if we can have, have you on the radio. You know, we, had, we heard your comment about, you know, Blake Bortles and all that. We found that interesting. It became a thing. And then Levitard and Stu Gotts, right? The yeah. great Dan Levitard. He started to talk about it on his show. They kind of broke it as news. And then Stu Gotts, being the silly human that he is, went, oh, I wonder who the other 69 are in front of him. And, and my buddy Adam Lefko from Bleacher Report was like, dude, Lebetard and all them are all talking about your Blake Bortles for 70 thing. You need to come up with a list. And I was like, the last thing I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. And I slowly but surely started to make a list, and it became a thing, right? But that was... And Blake Bortles was probably sixteen. Oh, uh, well, I feel, I always feel bad for Blake Bortles. Listen, I was I was making a point yeah. about that, and 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 you know, listen, I, I I'm I'm not saying that I really didn't think Blake Bortles was kind of down towards that region, right? Mm-hmm. He was playing a style of football and everything there. Where I go, if you gave a lot of these other quarterbacks that were at fifty and fifty eight and whatever else the opportunities that Blake Bortles got in his career, you know, it wouldn't look that different. That's the point I was trying to make, right? And 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 a few other points along with it, mm-hmm. but it took on a, a life of its own, yeah. and uh, that's where I want to make a few tweaks on how I push this this year because okay. this list was intended to rank the guys like that year I was doing it during the season I was going on every day in the end of December and January and giving a new guy I did the final few a few weeks after the Super Bowl so it was kind of like hey here's the year and here's how everybody stacks up on my list after watching the year yep. now I've gotten into a little of this the last two years of projecting a little bit more right and that's where i think as from thinking about that as i told you before the show even going back and looking and looking at some comments people make and stuff like that that's to me where i seemed i think i get myself in trouble it's where i leave myself open to be shit on by most of social media and that's where i think i'm gonna convey that message a little bit more this year right some projection involved here right but more about how it ended last year and you know where I think the player is right now at this second, right? Yep. Not trying to go, oh, well, I think this guy got with Sean Payton and now he's going to look 10 spots better next year or whatever else, right? right? So, uh, um, yeah, I think that's a little bit more of how I'm trying to view this. So, to put it simply, this is the quarterback's if they're on just a average team, average neutral team. team, neutral play caller, you don't even know the exactly play caller. You don't right. even know his teammates. Right. Exactly. This is if we had a quarterback draft for one year and one year only. Yeah. This is not taking him for this year and you have him for the next five years. No, this is just you have a quarterback for one year and then at the end of this year, we're going to redraft the quarterbacks again. So you don't yes. even get to keep them. Yes. Now, there's some context within that too. That's where I that, – that, and see, this is where it's like, okay, so, so – all right, just off of that, let me just throw an example out there. Sure. Right? There's some guys here that, okay, last year was a little bit of a down year, but there was like eight years before that where you go, it was fucking phenomenal. It's all pro. It's amazing level, right? And then we have a guy who jumped on the scene last year out of nowhere, you know, and had some good stats, and they won some games. 
that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to go, oh, he's better than that player right now at this moment. Yeah. You know, did he have a better year statistically and do some things better at this year or whatever and were some injuries maybe involved with this player or whatever? But that that does not mean you automatically get put above. There's, there is a little bit of assessment of the body of work that oh, you put 100%. in there too, right? Well, exactly, right. and you would want that because right. you're taking a quarterback for this year only. You would have to gauge whether that last year for this one guy was going to be indicative of what he's going to do exactly. this year. Exactly. Right. Or if you trust more the body right. of work of this other exactly guy, even right. though it may be diminishing, yes, for sure. exactly right. So that, that goes into this as well. Um, but, yeah, I think, too, within the timing of we do it and we release it in June, I think too many people have run with, wait, this is how this is look this year coming up. And I want to go, yeah, I, I listen, I'm good at predicting some stuff, and but I ain't fucking Nostradamus, all right? Yeah. And I, I can't. You know, tell you everybody's jump and what they're gonna do. I can within reason, sure, but 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 you know, could I take the you know jump of like, oh yeah, I expect young guy who's going in from year two to year three to be a little bit better, sure, but I'm not gonna go like over the top with that type of thing and and try to use some logic that way. There have been a whole lot of quarterbacks changing teams, which Holy is really crap. not going to be a part of this evaluation, but it will matter in how these quarterbacks produce and look sure. and how they looked last year, maybe. Um, it's the just, hardest year ever, Amin. I've never had a harder time. Why do you say that? I think it's because like, there was up and down. There was one-year hits last year. There was injuries involved. There's a pretty good lower class or what I would say like a pretty good class of backup quarterbacks in football mm. right now where I as I showed you before my before the show started like I can usually go okay wait here's the 32 starters here's the 10 or 12 guys that are basically in the running for the eight spots left over right yep and this year I go through my, my process really the same way and I got done with that process and went Oh shit! I got like twenty-two guys. I got like fifty-something guys. Where I went, whoa! This many guys, and now I got to cut it down to forty, right? And that's where I found it to be harder than ever this year. Let alone the middle class of the NFL starting quarterbacks is always hard. So you think there are fifteen or so quarterbacks that may be worthy of top forty that you thought may be worthy of top exactly. forty, and then they just kept adding up and adding up, right? And, and you just right. I got a nitpick, and that's where I have to, you know, I, I, I. Of course, assess the situation. I put on some film on my computer sometimes and go, wait, this is close between this guy and that guy. Let me watch a game or 40 throws or whatever and just see what thoughts percolate in my brain that way. But, yeah, I definitely had a harder time with that part of this process this year. Quarterbacks you may not have to consider. Yeah. Well, Tom Brady, right. for sure. Right. We don't have that dust up anymore. <laughs> That's one thing you won't have to sweat no, every year. I don't have to have Tom Brady at like eight or nine or seven. And everybody yeah. go, why is he not in the top five? Yeah, yeah. The first time that. in uh, NFL history, a 50-year-old quarterback has been in the top ten, and you're granting him that. And be like, I got John. I mean, was, he's 45 last year, and I made him the eighth quarterback in football. People still were mad. <laughs> uh, Matt Ryan <laughs> yeah. doesn't look like he'll be uh, in the NFL. Carson Wentz, we don't know. He was 19 last year. Well, so Matt Ryan was 14. Tom Brady was eight. I don't know about, you know, especially Tom Brady and Ryan, but Carson Wentz, who knows where he's going to be? I, well, that, that's the other thing. That's, that's what I mean. There's guys like him where you just go, where does it go? You know, talent-wise, he's one of the top 40 quarterbacks in football. But leadership-wise, what he is in the locker room, 
careless with the football? Is he a top 40 guy there? I don't know. Those things play into this whole thing there, right? Is he the guy you'd really want to be your backup quarterback in most situations? I don't know if a lot of teams would want that. There's a reason he's still out there in the street. So, yeah, that, it's guys like him that make things hard here for me too. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater at 38, still without a team. Exactly, right? Played a lot. We know that. But he's also, too, injury history. All this. So there, there's another curveball involved in this. So I mentioned the guys who have changed teams. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, he was 5 last year for you, going to the Jets. Right. Obviously, Derek Carr, he was 11 last year, going to the Saints. Baker Mayfield, since you made the rankings, went from Cleveland to Carolina to the Rams, now with Tampa. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo has gone to the Raiders. He was 20th last year for you. Marcus Mariota, I think another player that you were kind of hinting on here. Uh, is exactly. Tough to rank. He was in Atlanta and... Now uh, with the Eagles as a backup, Sam Darnold over in San Francisco. He was 32 last year. And finally, Gardner Minshew, who was at 37 last year, now is in Indianapolis. Now, the changing of teams shouldn't affect the ranking for no, you that much, no, right? It really, right. It, it's team independent, these rankings. Right. The only thing I'll say is how it could affect the ranking for them is if these other teams ask them to do things that are different and they succeed in that, right? Like more evidence of like if we see, you know, Baker Mayfield go to Tampa and he's playing, he's all of a sudden no risk it, no biscuit. And we're like, oh, wow, this is the best Baker Mayfield we have seen. He's able to display some of his talents. Well, that may show up in your ranking next year. Yeah, then. exactly. See, that, that's, that's where it gets tricky. See, because and that's where I think it's also even kind of screwed me in some years where I go, oh, this is a match made in heaven. This is going to work. So let yeah. me project this guy just a little higher. Yeah. And then it doesn't work out and you look like an idiot, right? To where, yeah, that's where, you know, yeah, I, I, that's where I'll have to describe, like, hey, there's some potential here for this guy to make a big jump for next year. But from where we stand right now at this moment, I cannot put him there. But I could see him making the jump. And those yeah. are things that I think I need to clarify. But, yes, to your point, these are the things that are – they make it tough. They really do. You mentioned a few guys there where I just go, yeah, exactly. I don't know where to put them, how to gauge it, right? We have a, a crop of rookie quarterbacks where you know I like to put the guys at the top of the first round in the top 40, right? And, and I believe that's where they are too as far as their talent. There's that. There's yeah. the unproven Jordan Love, Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter, right? Where you'd like to go, wait, at least the 32 starters should be in the top 32, right? You know, there's a part of me that sometimes thinks, well, who am I to say this guy is in the top 32 if one of the teams is ready to anoint him as one of the starting 32, right? Yeah. But yet you look at it and go, well, there's some guys at 33 or 40 that I can't put Desmond Ritter in front of that guy yet, right? Sure. So that's where it also gets, you know, troubling. It messes with my mind. It messes with my football. Like, hey, I want to respect the Falcons, and they made him a starter, so let's make him one of the 32 start best. But – that's not the case here. Doesn't mean he's going to be in your top 40 necessarily. It, it, We've it, seen that in the we, past. We have seen that. No, I, right. think the, I think the big thing, like you mentioned, is that a player could improve, and then he goes up in your rankings next year. But I think it's also to point out the players that you think are in your rankings and you stand by your ranking, but their stats, their numbers are going to look better than your ranking because there. they are in a perfect situation and they have good weapons around them and they have a good play caller as their head coach or offensive coordinator. And So, so I you're think, talking about Tua, basically, right? I'm, that, I'm getting well, ready for the Tua backlash. Well, there's that conversation, though, but I think that's it's okay. But that's you're right. That's Again, that's, it is. That's part it doesn't of mean it. you're going to change your ranking next year because you still think the things that produced some of those numbers was some of Tua, sure. but also what was around Exactly, yeah. We're, we're stripping what's around Exactly. Them. 
exactly, exactly right. And and thank you for phrasing it that way because I, I think that is you're right. Sometimes, and that's where it also lends to yeah the criticism and whatever else is people just look at numbers or wins and losses, and they go, well, that guy should be higher or whatever. And I want to go, wait, wait, but you don't think if we put these other fifteen guys I have in front of them that they wouldn't be just as good, right? I mean, we really. And again, I'm not trying to say uh, anything about where two is ranked in all this and yeah. and anything that way. He's but, outside the top forty. We just want to throw <laughs> that out there. Right but now. but I think that's like you know, yes, it's part of this conversation. And like you said, to start it off, we're all in a practice field. We're all running the same offense, and we all have the same coach. Yeah, and uh, that that's kind of how I have to continue to talk to myself. And it really takes nothing away from those quarterbacks like Tua for executing right in those no. situations. Right, you still have to do it. You still have to get it done. Yes, maybe other quarterbacks could have similar results, but you still got to do it. No, and there there's still a lot of merit to, to yes, exactly right. And he did it, and he did it a lot of awesome things last year. And he certainly will be higher on the list. That's for sure. Six quarterbacks on your top forty signed big time extensions in the off season. Mm-hmm. First, it was Kyler Murray uh, in July, actually. Uh, number 12, so that was right after your rankings came out. Yep. And then uh, Russell Wilson in September, he was at 7. Geno Smith at 33, he got that in March. Daniel Jones got that big extension. He was at 21 last year for you. Jalen Hurts at 25 for you last year, got his big extension yeah. in April. And then just recently, Oof. Lamar Jackson, who was at 10 for you. The Ravens like, we don't want to let him go. He got that big-time extension. So let's bring up the top 40 again from last year. Right. A chance to get a uh, a victory lap in here. Yeah. Which okay. ranking are you most proud of, or a couple of rankings are you most proud of? Gosh, there? you know, I I don't know if I'm, you know, I, I don't know if there's one that I'm like most proud of or anything. I, I got there. one. I got one. Yeah. What is it? Go ahead. Even though he probably you could make the argument he could have been higher. Right. Geno Smith at 33. I think when you made that ranking, a I lot think of people, most people would have said, like, that's ridiculously that, too high that, that's, for a guy like Geno Smith. Thank you very much. You're right. That, that's definitely one that uh, I should be proud of. I, I think you're right within that. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm always proud that I stand my ground with, like, the Kirk Cousins of the world, right? You know, Kyler Murray at 12 last year, I remember feeling like, man, am I, I'm going to feel a little dicey about putting him that low. You know, but I think realistically – you know, with how he played in the year, and of course he got injured and all that. You know, it, it's it's where he should have been or whatever, right? right? Um, so I, I guess you know, I, I think you're right. The Geno Smith one's probably the one I look at to go. That 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 does make me feel good because you're right. I did take a lot of crap for that. You know, in Jimmy Garoppolo at 20, you have basically since they were in the Super Bowl, he has been in the same spot. Matt yes. Casey was here, and yeah. it's like just every year you just start with 20, 19, like 20, 21. He said them all of those, all there. But yeah. you've you've held steady depending off the teams. Great, not great. If he's performing, not performing, you've just held steady, and I think that is that speaks to well, the whole exercise. Well, that's the perfect example of what you're talking about. Exactly right. Where I go, yeah, it's good, it's good, but let's just not look. Oh, the 49ers in the NFC Championship game, so he's got to be one of the four best guys. No. Again, yeah, I think there's a lot of quarterbacks that we put in San Francisco, and you would go, oh no, they're better. They're better than they were without Jimmy Garoppolo. So it's just that, that's where it is. And then, you know, again, too, um, you got guys like Jalen Hurts and Daniel Jones, where I had questions about, right, in different ways too. Yeah, right. Where you get into Daniel Jones 21, where I saw talent, but I just said, man, they got to do something you know, to help him out so we can all see the talent, right? To, to where we can all see it. And he has the ability with the support system around him to show us everything he has to offer. So they finally did that this year, that last year. So he's going to be significantly up. Of course he is. Um, Jalen Hurts was another one 
where, you know, like I said before, I oh, there's potential here, right? But I had to see it to, to believe it at first. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, think about where we were the year before. That's where I want, like, I was, like, it was annoying about that conversation. I know it was low, but literally, we went into the playoffs with going, the biggest question about the team was the quarterback. Can he throw the ball? Yeah. But then people wanted me to make him a top 12 quarterback. Like, and I just want to, how? Yeah. How does that match up to what you're saying to me? We were coming off their playoff loss against to Tampa, the Bucks, right? Where right. they just got blown out and exactly. they could do nothing. Right. Yeah. And they changed their offense midway through the year from what they were doing and yeah. got into something that fits him better, right? But obviously, he, he improved in a lot of areas and he took that opportunity and of course he's another guy that's going to jump way up there so we also self-scout thyself of course and so you kind of touched on it a little bit but what rankings do you regret the most with the caveat that you know when we make the the predictions we're making them in the moment and of course things are going to change yeah no i I mean you know i never would have saw the matt ryan fall yes right that was a shocking one to me where it was almost immediate, like week one or two, you were calling him feeble. Already. I, right. I mean, and it I was, was like Matt couldn't listen to the podcast. Careful. I, well, I, I, it was like we we were in some preseason. I think the Bills preseason oh, yeah, game. That's right. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I know they're still working on things, but I don't even like the way it looks. Right. You know, a little bit like I said about Matt Corral. I was just like, I don't like the way it looks. Yeah. We'll see how it goes here. Um, so that one was certainly one that pops up to me. When I look at it, you know, other ones, um, Tannehill 15. I'm okay with Tannehill at 15 from last year. I am, you know, it, it's it, again, he got injured, right? You did. You see how, you know, they're a much better football team when he's out there playing, you know? So, so I don't know. I, I guess if I was going to self scout myself, Carson Wentz at 19 was too high. Certainly. I think I played into the hype of just the year before too much. You know, um, Zach Wilson at 22. I'm certainly going to take a beating on that. But, but the way the the 2022 season ended and the way he played, I thought, you know, he looked like he was in that realm and ready to take another ju- jump. Um, but obviously fell off, and he will fall off in a major way that way. So uh, I guess that th- those are the ones that I look at more than anything. I don't know. Um, it, it's hard for me to reassess or look back yeah. to. It's, you know, it's hard to remember where, where we were at that time. Yeah, with your what thought we, what and we where you were. Right. That's, the, that's the bad thing about predictions, too, and I've heard a couple people say this, is that when, you, when you're right, they almost seem obvious. right? It's like because a lot has happened and we've seen it now. It's just like Josh Allen, right? right. It's like everyone's like, okay, although maybe it's trending in the other way. now. I, think, I feel like there's more hate now coming towards Josh Allen. But for a while there, and last year when they were in the playoffs with Patrick yeah. Mahomes, and then you had Josh Allen number one, there are a lot of people like, I can see that right. over Patrick Mahomes, which a year before would have been crazy. Right. But when you made that, that statement that he was going to be awesome, it was at a time when no one believed you, and now it, now it seems like, of course, yeah, he's top five quarterback. Yeah, yeah, top five quarterback. And now, well, listen, you're right. He's being challenged now by people thinking, oh, did Herbert pass him? Did Joe Burrow pass him? And, of course, everybody expected the Bills before the season last year to be in the Super Bowl, and they didn't get there. People just want to blame Josh Allen. We know there's more issues to that. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's a fun exercise. It really is. And like I said, I'm going to continue to sell it a little bit more this year as I go through it, and I'm getting there. I'm not totally finalized yet. Mm. You know, I feel pretty good about like my top 20. I'm pretty good in that department there. Um, 
like I said, the moving parts between 21 and 40 are different different this year uh, with some of the young guys, unproven guys, whatever else, uh, make things interesting. But, yeah, it's going to be a little bit more, and I'm going to continue to frame it as that of, you know, where it stands right now at this moment and not be too much into projection because I think that's where I get fucked over by uh, the people who don't really listen to the context. Sure, sure. Or listen to the pod because I think that, yeah, you're right. You're right. right. A lot of people think it's right. a career achievement list or yeah, exactly yeah, it's not right. that. No, nothing with contracts or anything like that. All right, so we will start this on Monday. Monday. And we are starting from the bottom. And now we're here. Started we're at go the, to the bottom, top. now we're here. And we're going to go to the top, you know? Yeah. Unlike the draft rankings where we went top to bottom, we're going right. to go bottom to top. Bottom so 40 top. 40 through 35 I think or whatever we're going to do some tiers here, too. We're going to do tiers this year for That's the first right. time ever. Yep. Introducing that. Right. And when we do have these discussions on the quarterbacks, too, it'll be more than just where they are in this ranking. It'll also be a bigger discussion of their team and what's around them and maybe what's changed. And so it'll be a holistic discussion on each quarterback. Yeah, all right. We'll talk about this is where they are right now, but this is, uh, yeah, we'll dis- dissect the team and how they fit into that team and yes what's the potential for this player this year with some of the new pieces or coaches that are around them yep uh to further celebrate episode number 500 Woo-hoo! now we transition to sims 500 trivia so this is for you and me now you have a photographic Ooh. memory in the nfl i'm nervous though because the, i'm supposed to be really good at these ones and <laughs> I, I just know. saw the first one and i'm like uh-oh and i've already said i'm terrible so i have only upside you have only downside <laughs> uh so here we go who are the four quarterbacks with 500 or more career passing touchdowns? Oof. Okay. okay. So we know, right? And we're doing this together. This we're is doing just it me. Together, Brady, yeah. Manning, and Breeze. Okay. Right off the bat. Correct, correct, correct. And then. And then hold on here. Brady, 649. Right. Breeze, second, 571. And then. Manning at what, 560 something? I feel uh, like. Pete is not somewhere it there. Five thirty nine. Okay, okay. Hold on a second here. Um, Who the hell are we missing here? Hold on a second. I mean, did Dan Marino play? No, Dan enough? Marino did not get to five hundred. Right, he did not get to five hundred. Mm, wait, hold on a second. No, Dan Marino did not get to five hundred. He's up in the four hundred okay, area. Sorry to even throw that name at you there. I feel like I threw it. No, off. no, John you're Elway. Not, nope, I mean, not no. enough either. Yes. Not, it's nobody from that era. It's more recent. It, it, I think it is. And Rogers I mean, isn't Rogers at five hundred is yet. Okay. I'm going to go Rogers. Aaron Rodgers. It is no. Pete is mad. Brett oh, it's far. We've erased him from our Damn. memory because of the legal proceedings off the field. So I feel like that was appropriate. Uh, big show. One of our researchers is shaking his head up there. Uh, maybe he can stick around and help us. Damn, far. I should have known trivia. that one. I don't know why. I, I didn't know. I don't. I, I really think he is erased out of my brain right now. Because yeah. literally, like. Canceled. There's been a few shows lately where people, like he was going to be brought up, and we were like, let's not go down the Brett Favre <laughs> subject right now. Yeah. It's a little dicey. Yeah. And I've been like, I think I have wiped him off my brain a little bit. Let's say, let's wait for a jury of his Damn peers it. to make their verdict. Uh, I can't believe right. that. Rodgers is what, mid-400s maybe, 450, somewhere in that range, right? I, I just wasn't sure. Uh, there was somebody else that was in my brain here just from recent play where I was like, wait, did they get there already? Matt Ryan? Yeah, Matt Ryan. I thought it was like, wait, is Matt, Matt Ryan, Ryan You look sneaky? at Matt Ryan's numbers. He's probably like his it's numbers. It's up there in everything. Like Hall of Famer. Top 10 of all I things. Know. Yeah. I know. It doesn't feel like it, yeah. but it probably is. Right. Uh, trivia number two. 
And this is good. The homies can play along, too. Three of these four founding AFL teams have 500 or more all-time regular season wins. Which three? So here's the four options. Chiefs, Broncos, Patriots, Raiders. And three have 500 <laughs> or more wins. So I'm going to – Patriots got to, right? Patriots Although have – they were bad for a long for time. For a long time. But they had the 80s where they're good. I'm going to say the Patriots, yes. Okay. So Patriots, correct. That's correct. That correct. The they, Raiders are yes as well. Raiders are yes as well. Pete? I, uh, I'm going to say yes, but the way they played the 70s and no. 80s, they're at 497. You wrote me into that. Do I Do I also lose, Pete, or just because, Chris, I still – okay, I can keep going. All right, I think the Broncos then have <laughs> and the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, I thought the Raiders, so they're at 497. And the Broncos are at right at 500. 500. Wow, the that's Chiefs amazing. 521. So the Patriots made a huge comeback in the last 20 years. Oh, in this it's, department. It's huge. All right. Three of these five kickers have 500 or more career-made field goals. Which three? You got Adam Vinatieri, Gary Anderson, Jason Hansen. Oh, my guy. In Detroit, John Carney, Morton Anderson. Oh, I love all those kickers. Those are all great names. I'm going to say Vinatieri. And okay, the... hold on. Slow down. Okay. Don't, don't pull me down into your... We know Vinatieri. We know Vinatieri, correct. Morton Anderson, for sure. I would right? think so. I'm with you. So I Vinat- would think so. Vinatieri's got 599. Morton Anderson, 565. Okay, now, good. what do you want to do here? What do you think? Like, what do you think? I want to go to Gary Anderson. I do, too. Right? Was Gary, was he Falcons and uh, Vikings? Vikings, okay. right. And yes, he was. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like yes. 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 Good job. 538. So my guy Jason Hansen, 494. 495. He needs man. to come out of retirement. Jeez, just and missed. John Carney, 478. All right, two more trivia questions. We've gotten two of them so far. Pete, what if what happens if we get four or five? Is there any uh prize? We get swag. Oh, okay, yeah, right. It'll be in the mail. Sure, right. Number four. Which of these six franchises has five hundred or more regular season losses, but an all time winning record? Wow, that's Wow. So they have to be around for a long time. Right. Which oh which one, one of these just six? One oh, of these six. Which one of these six? So okay. we gotta be a So it's Browns, Cardinals, Commanders, Eagles, Jets, and Lions. They all have five hundred or more regular season losses, but only one has a winning record. So the Lions are out. I mean, there's no way the Lions have a winning and they're get rid of that. I wouldn't think so. Get them out of there. Yeah, they're four fifty two winning percentage. Yeah, that's the not Jets are out too. Jets are out too. Yep. I'm willing to throw the Jets out. Yep. yep. 440 winning percentage, even worse than the Lions. That's terrible. So I would throw. I'm going to throw the Eagle. Oh, wait, hold on. Don't do that yet. Don't do that yet. Don't do that. I'm going to do the Cardinals. Let's throw the Cardinals out. Cardinals got to get out of there. Right. Cardinals is correct. Their winning percentage was 424. Wow, we're so far. So now we're getting into teams that have been there for a long time, like, like the Cardinals were too. Don't get me wrong. But also have had stretches of success. I almost. My gut's telling me it's the Washington Incarnations football team. You commanders. think it's the Commanders? So wait, so your guess? Are you, your guess is going to be the Commanders? Yeah, they 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 were so good for so long. Okay, it's not going to be my guess. Okay. Ahmed is incorrect. Oh, they were 498. 498. If they had five more wins, they would have been 500, and that mm. would have been right. Okay, so Browns and Eagles. I. I I I I'm gonna go Eagles. I'm gonna say the Eagles. I don't know what. Incorrect. It is the Browns. It is the Browns. Damn it! 
Eagles winning percentage 493, so at least my guess was better than yours with Washington. <laughs> and the Browns are at 509. Uh, I, I honestly thought the I thought I was like, this is a curveball, so I'm going to go Eagles. I just I know. I didn't. The Browns I didn't were buy good, it. though. My favorite quarterback growing know. up, you know who it was? Bernie Kosar. I well, love that guy. I mean, yeah. 80s Browns. Yeah. You know, of course, 60s and 50s. Browns were amazing. It's amazing. Like, yeah, Jim Brown. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, Jim Brown. Yeah. It is amazing. They've been so bad for so long. That just shows you how good they were back They in the were day. dominant. I mean, they were the team that was going to win the championship. I mean, they were the the Patriots of the late 50s and early, or early 60s, I should say, nonetheless, where everybody was trying to, you know, slow that group down and, and Jim Brown and how yeah. do you tackle him and all of that. Although we did take Damn liberties. It, I'm mad I got we that did one take wrong. liberties here, right? Because it's like which Browns are we talking about? The new Browns or the old Browns, right? I mean <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. like uh, deep thoughts by so Ahmed I'm Farid. just saying, I'm just saying it did move a little bit. All right. Last one. Yeah. Five of these seven active quarterbacks have thrown for five hundred or more passing yards in a game. Which five? So here are the seven quarterbacks. Five have Got games of 500. Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, Jared Goff, Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford, and Patrick Mahomes. Stafford for sure. Yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm remembering. I feel like Derek Carr had one of those games. I believe so, too. I'm so, going to say Derek Carr, too. I'm going to go with you. So two for two so far. Stafford threw for 520 in a game in 2011 versus right. the Packers. right. And, and the final game of that season, oh, it was the Matt Flynn game. Yeah. And then uh, Derek Carr in 2016 versus the Bucks threw for 513. Right. I believe Dak Prescott has a game. Correct. Correct. Okay. Right. That is good. 502 in 2020 versus Cleveland. Okay. All right. Now it gets tough. Now it gets close. I I do want to think. I think we had a Joe Burrow. I think you're right. But like two years ago. I think you're right. I think we. Right. It was 2021 versus the Ravens, 525. Okay. So now we just have one more. And I think, I don't, it's Aaron Rodgers, yeah. it's Jared Goff, and it's Patrick Mahomes. I feel like Jared Goff had a 500 yard game. Don't, don't answer this yet, or don't say it yet, Pete, but yeah, oh, let's flush this out. I, there's a part, I, I want to go down that road with you a little bit, but I'm trying, yeah. to, I don't think Aaron Rodgers has ever had a 500-yard passing game. Agreed. He's got, he kind of was famous forever for being like 330 every game, 330 a game, and then it was like a 400 game, You're right? right. 480 is his career high. Okay. And then – So it's Goff and Mahomes. I don't – Two greatest quarterbacks in the I NFL. think the highest Mahomes ever threw for in a game was the game we had on Sunday Night Football where me and you were doing the Peacock show after. against 400-something? 467 against the Titans. I think you're right. Right, so golf would be the five hundred, and might have been yes. against Mahomes. No, yes. it wasn't. Oh, it was the. Oh, okay, cool. So it was golf versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. I remember that game. Five seventeen. He threw a few interceptions in the game, maybe yeah. three or four interceptions. But I remember in that game where I went. I think that's one of the best games I ever saw Jared Goff play. And I remember some grading companies and everything going, "That's crazy. You're stupid." And I want you know, and it was. Yeah. It was more about the the guy made plays and throws and did yeah. things to get his team over the you know over the edge. Uh, but yeah, that I thought it might have been the Jared Goff versus Patrick Mahomes game, right? Remember that fifty two forty five game? There was oh, a part of me thought right. that maybe it was that game. Yeah, but uh, yep. All right, so we got we got that one. Good job, good group think right there. That was that was uh, we got uh, three of the five, I think. So uh, well done, well done to me riding your coattails on the. Uh, History in the field, although I believe I contributed there too. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? 
also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. There's no place like the movie theater. The smell of fresh popcorn welcomes you to a full body experience while candies and sodas compete for your attention. Pick me! Hoping to join you in the best seats you've reserved on Fandango. It's where movie lovers buy tickets, pick seats, and double up on rewards points all online. All that's left is to walk in, snack up, and sit back. Visit Fandango.com or download the app today for your ticket to the movies. All right, let's finish off with some Ask Me Anything yeah. questions. We'll get to a few of these, and of course we'll sprinkle these throughout the quarterback ranking discussion. Oh, of too, course, yeah. Like we're a, not going to stop talking about the rest of the NFL. Um, so we uh, let's go to um, Cowboys. Nick DePanfilis. Got that perfectly. Sure you did. What else does Dallas need to do to narrow the gap between the Eagles and 49ers? Love your show. Thank Thanks. you, buddy. All I right, appreciate so that. Dallas between the Eagles and 49ers. Well, well I think the thing that bothered me about them at all last year, I mean, we, we know they were really good, and they were one of the best teams in football. But I think that the size of their defensive line was a little bit of an issue when they had to play teams like the 49ers or the Eagles. They had to commit so much to stopping people because, yeah, they're a smaller defense. is a little more predicated on speed and chaos like we talk at all, talk all the time. And, yeah, they played teams like the Eagles, you know, the 49ers, who didn't have, like, a marquee, marquee passing game, but they had to go all in to stop, you know, those elements against uh, those type of football teams. They weren't big enough to where maybe this ma- – our, ma- our man, Mozzie Smith. Yeah. Mazie, right? Sorry, Mazzie. comes it in is there. Mazzie. Mazzie. I don't know yeah. why. The maze blue and Mozzie and everything gets me every time. But, yeah, yeah him, him – his addition adds something there. So I think that's probably the the one area that jumps out to me the most as compared to those other football teams. And again, this is a you know a real good O line they got too, but not on the level of the Eagles, of course. And I would certainly take the 49ers in front of it as well. So those are two areas again, right up front, where I'd go. Yeah, they, they, could, they could help to bolster those those two areas a little bit more. This is a team where the schedule could be very interesting, and yes. you talk about this every year yeah, about right. getting out to a good start or not. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like there's so much pressure on Dak Prescott coming right. into this year that yeah. a three and one start or four and zero start would go a long way towards easing some of those concerns. Da- I think there's just pressure, yeah, along the whole organization, right? And, yeah, and definitely, you know, a lot of pressure on Dak Prescott last this year. Yeah, he didn't play well last year. He's you know, being paid big money, and he did not play like one of the marquee quarterbacks in football. It certainly didn't end the year that way with the performance that, you know, on the heels of a great performance against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a wild card game, then kind of laid an egg in in the uh, divisional game against the 49ers. But, you know, th- that would be the area, you know, I, again, the defensive line. And then, of course, the other thing I do look at is just the running game with, with Tony Pollard not being back 
100% healthy right away to start the year, I think that could uh, affect their football team as well. Stay in the NFC East. Got a Giants question about their offensive line. Yeah. Billy Wagner Zero says, how comparable are Evan Neal's struggles to Andrew Thomas? And do you believe with Bobby Johnson coaching him, he will become a capable tackle next season? Definitely. I, no doubt about it. I think all the things that I would worry about, you know, like, Physically, like, or the things that there's no physical concerns I have. I didn't look at it last year and go, oh, he's weak or oh, his feet are too slow, right? It wasn't about that. And I think it was more about, again, it's, it's a, not an easy adjustment, aka, look at the other tackle on the other side of the line where it wasn't great the first year, year and a half, two years in Andrew Thomas, and now he's considered one of the best left tackles in football. It's one of those – it's rare where tackles just come into the league and dominate, right? We talk about quarterbacks, the adjustment to the league. We talk about – you know, I know we hit on tight ends a little bit when we were doing the top five rankings of that with the draft, right? Because it's, it's a big adjustment from college, from college tight end to NFL tight end. Right. It's probably another position we probably don't put enough emphasis on the, the drastic change where in college, as we talked, is limited playbook, Right. And it's limited pass protections that we talk about all the time. Now they get here and they go, whoa. Like in college, even in a place like Alabama, we had like four or five run plays. Now we got 25 run plays. And we had like two protections at Alabama, right, with a few nuances to max protect or whatever. Now we have like seven different pass protections, right? And then there's different rules within them. And then – now, too, I'm not necessarily on the best team to where we can dictate things all the time and make things easier. And also, I'm on a team now, or I'm, I'm playing a position now, too, where it's a whole different animal coming at me on a weekly basis. I mean, SEC, Lyman, whatever, you're getting pros who are technicians, who are freaky physically, right. and then you're getting different varieties of guys within the same game, let alone just like, oh, I'm in the SEC, I'm going to see this defense end for 55 out of the 70 snaps, right? And in the NFL, it's, you know, it's always changing. Whoa, this guy's on that side, this guy's here. Oh, they moved the D tackle out over me now. Oh, no, now it's the backup to where you can play right tackle, and you can go, we dropped back to pass 40 times. And I, I protected against eight guy, eight different guys during the day, yeah. right? So I think those are adjustments that kind of get swept under the rug. I like his physical ability, and I expect him to be a lot more comfortable and make a real big jump this year. He I was really one do. of the best, if not the best, pass-blocking offensive lineman you saw in college when you scouted uh, the definitely. tape Definitely. That's what year, I loved so. about him. His is a little longer. His was, let's not lean on people. Let's not just think if I hit him with my arms that I'm going to, you win the play, right? Yeah. No, that guy's still coming here in the NFL. It's not over, right? Let's be a little quicker to identify, wait, the defense end came to my inside shoulder. Oh, wait, they might be stunting in the D tackle. I might have to switch this off with the guard. It's things like that that he's got to improve, and I have no doubt he will. Good question, though. Homies are smart. Yeah. They know how important the offense Offensive line is, and this question from FC is about the O line. He says, "Who has improved their O line the most Ooh. over the draft and free agency?" So while you were giving that last answer, I was looking up a few things. Of yeah. course, Orlando Brown goes over to Cincinnati. Yeah, the Bengals from the Chiefs. Good job by looking one. this up because this is one where I need I need I need some time. I yeah, need to right? look some things up. Mike here. McGlinchey goes over from the 49ers to the Broncos. Jawan Taylor went to the Chiefs, so they replaced Orlando Brown with that. Right, Caleb McGarry. 
goes uh, stays with Atlanta. So stays Atlanta, right? They um, re-signed Lidstrom there in Atlanta, right? I think if there's one that I would look at to make the most drastic changes to this point, Ahmed. Mm-hmm. All right, I think I would probably go, and this is it's off the top of my head, and you you can yep. think of some more too. The Denver Broncos, Denver Broncos, you know, for sure. Yeah, for 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 what you know, you just said there. First off, they overpaid for Mike McGlinchey, but they need a right tackle, so they didn't care. They're okay. So what? We got to pay an extra million or two a year to get the guy to make this thing work the right way. Got Ben Powers ben too Powers. from over in the Ravens. Exactly right. Right. So they got Ben Powers to go along with that. And then I'm missing somebody else. I I want to say that they got in uh, free agency. Well, I thought there was one other offensive lineman that they I thought they got. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I thought those were two certainly significant moves. Um, I mean, you, I guess that was it. They did. It they they drafted Forsyth of uh, the center from Oregon uh, in round seven. But yeah, I, I don't know why I felt like there was one other addition to that offensive line that I can't recall right now. Um, the draft, yeah. Some of the teams that took the, you know, of course, Paris Johnson went early. He was the first offensive lineman off the board to the Cardinals, and then the Bears got Darnell Wright. They were trying to beef up their offensive Definitely, line. Definitely good job right. of that. I saw a comment there yesterday from the Bears uh, O line coach talking about like Darnell Wright. Just he's very comfortable and NFL ready. So the game's already moving slowly for him, and you kind of saw that on film too when you watched him. Titans got Peter Skaronski from Northwestern in the first round, and then the Steelers, the first round offensive tackle from Georgia, Broderick Jones. Yeah, so, right. In the draft, some, some big, some big, big adjustments there. I know. Um, I don't know anybody where else we're missing off the top of my head there that made you know big adjustments to their O line. You know, Steelers again. I mean, they had the, the draft, and then uh, Sayamulu from the Eagles. That's goes a pretty over to big, Pittsburgh, pretty big so adjustment. You're you're right. You're right bit. about that. You're right about that. I think that there's one marquee move I would look at to go. If just one move, I would go with what we saw in Cincinnati, Orlando Brown. Yeah, I just think that changes the other four guys on their own line altogether. You know, one less spot to worry about. Now we can use all these other guys to. You know, figure out who's our best four remaining other than Orlando Brown. I think they got something working there in, in Cincinnati. Talked about a couple of those offensive linemen the Steelers got. Maybe that helps Najee Harris. And Cower Power asks you, do you think the Steelers are being overlooked? I know it's a tough conference and division, but I like what they have done this offseason, and I am biased. So just uh, thank you, Cower Power, just admitting it if your handle did not do that already for your where your biases lie. Well, yeah. It, it, uh, they always scare me. I don't know if I want to use the word like overlooked, right? I don't know if I want to go there, but nine, I think nine and eight last year. Yeah, right. Like it's this is. Um, I don't put them in the cream of the crop in the AFC. I don't. But between that coaching staff, the improvements to the O line, the way they know how to manage the football game, you know. The defense still being creative and making plays, and I would imagine that was a down year for them. They're going to be a little chippier this year. Like again, I don't think I'm going to be picking the Steelers to make the playoffs. I don't think it. I don't, I don't think so. But they're one of those teams that I, you know, would circle. Go, man, they scare me because they get off to a good start and get a little mojo going. They'll figure out how to play that just right for them, and they'll make it work. But yeah, I can't clearly look at them right now at this point and just go, oh yeah, that's one of the most talented teams in the AFC as we sit here. So this is funny. We go from the Steelers to the Chargers. We go from one team that finished nine and eight. We're like, how did they finish nine and eight? They, they were not that good. Right. To the Chargers who were ten and seven, be like, dang, they got a team of studs. 
How are they only 10-7? and seven? I do know they had some injuries last year. A ton of injuries. And they couldn't stop the run. Jacob Morris says, as a Chargers fan, I know we have a terrible run defense, but I don't have enough football knowledge to understand why. Is Dan Henley, that linebacker who was number one yeah. in the Chris Sims ranking at right. linebacker, going to help at all, or are we still going to struggle to stop the run? I, I, I would think you're going to be improved in that area. I do. You know, one, you got Eric Kendricks to go there. At middle linebacker, that's going to help out your football team in a big way, right? So that that that's exciting. You know, I think you get a, a guy like uh, uh, Sebastian Joseph Day, who's another year removed from being, you know, the Super Bowl year. He hurt his knee really bad when he was with the Rams. Last year was his first year back as far as being healthy in that department, right? They got Morgan Fox, uh, added him to the defensive line, right? So I, I would expect it to be better this year I would and then having all those pieces it's Khalil Mack's second year it's going to be you know Kenneth Murray another year in the system and feeling better Kendricks is a bump up for sure yes I'd be shocked if they're not better in that department Um, would I have liked to have seen them have maybe one more big person in the middle of their defense yes I can't lie I definitely would but this is one of those teams where I, I expect a drastic change as far as where they were ranked last year defensively and where they end up this year. Uh, J.C. Jackson's health, of course, is imperative. Joey Bosa's health is imperative. I mean, they were definitely killed by the injury bug last year. So speaking of massive changes, drastic changes, Rev Memphis says this about the NFL playoff format. Is the current NFL playoff system the right way going forward? Should it be the top eight teams advance and you play both home and away, it would be the end of divisions and two conferences. So wait, what is he saying So he's here? just saying top eight teams. He just wants top eight teams. In the right. t- oh, in the top. Oh, okay. So out of the 32 teams, only eight advance. And it wouldn't be necessarily four, four, yeah, four. I don't, I don't love that. I I'm not going to lie. Like, I understand what we're trying to do there. I get it because, it, again, I think this is, you know, it's, it's like, like almost back to our quarterback ranking thing. We just go, well, they had the best record, so they should have the best teams. And right. I would just want to go, no, there's a lot of years in history where I could show you the 1988 New York Giants went 10 and 6, and they were in an unbelievable division that had a bunch of 11 and 5 and 12 and 4 teams, and they didn't get in the playoffs. And I'd go, they'd kick the shit out of just about everybody in the playoffs except for three teams, right? Yeah. So that's where the division to me comes in handy. Right, and the current status or the, the, the way it's, it's all set up. Um, it's not perfect, I know. And I know we have years where the division winners underwhelming and we go, oh, I can't believe they're going to get to host a football game. Yeah, there should be a tweak there. There should that, be a tweak there, a tweak. I agree. Right? And we kind of came to something last year where it's like if the division winner, who threw out the rule change, like the Chargers, I want to say, if the division winner you know, is like two games below 500, they don't get to host the home playoff game, right? right? right. So that's a nice tweak there. Totally. But I think for the way it is right now, no, I'm more in – first off, I wish they would go back to two teams having a bye, Me the too. first and second seed. 100%. Right? And, you know, I, I know the, the top eight teams, you know, seems – Right. It's like Champions League football. It's making sense to me now. It's like if if you're familiar with Champions League football, that's what they do. They play home and away, and they go aggregate score, which determines who advances. Yes. Well, and and Champions League football and how they do it, I mean, isn't there, you know, of course there's there's more to it, too, the the point system and all that. It covers it to where the eight teams that are in there should be – 
the right they're the right eight teams. Well, they they have more than that. They I know they have more than eight. You're right. They have way down, way more. Yeah, right, yeah. but yes. So, but they get the right teams in there. Yeah. Oh, either way, yeah, they've and, played their way into. I that know. So I don't know. And uh, what I would say more than anything at Rev Memphis is. It's the most watched thing on TV in the whole world. I don't think we need to tweak it a whole lot, and I, I think the system we got going right now is pretty damn good. I agree. Although you disagree with me, I do think you should tweak the the other end of it, the other end of the standings, the well, the tanking for the number one pick. Yeah, right. I think we should figure out a way to get rid of that. Like the fact still that that last game between Houston and the Colts, right, determined – a whole bunch of things going yeah. forward, and it, you, it was better to lose a game. You should it should never be better to lose no. a game in the National Football. No, League. but the team that should have lost the game won the game. So that's where you just go. It's hard to tank. It's hard to tank. It's yeah, hard it to tell Davis Mills not to win the game on fourth and ten. Right. He's going fuck you. I'm on film here, and my next team wants to hire me. I want to throw a touchdown here. And then you get a guy like Lovey Smith who's going, they're going to fuck me over and fire me anyways. I hope we do throw a touchdown and fuck yeah. up their draft plans. Yeah. That's where it gets hard. But there is something to be said about what you're saying. I just can't wrap my head around it or get the, the right structure in my own brain. There's no place like the movie theater. The smell of fresh popcorn welcomes you to a full body experience while candies and sodas compete for your attention. Hoping to join you in the best seats you've reserved on Fandango. It's where movie lovers buy tickets, pick seats, and double up on rewards points all online. All that's left is to walk in, snack up, and sit back. Visit Fandango.com or download the app today for your ticket to the movies. The Premier League is built on hope. The hope of discovering a new star. It doesn't take long. The hope of rewriting history. And the hope of continuing a dynasty. Unstoppable week after week. This is the Premier League on NBC, USA and Peacock. How about Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. Let's talk about that guy. Right. Matthew Sibley, given you, Chris Sims, saw that Mahomes was going to be a generational talent in the draft. Why wasn't he at a better college, e.g. Oklahoma, Alabama, A&M, or the Longhorns? So he went to Texas Tech and it's was just, on a bad team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's this happens a lot, you know. It, it's You go through time. There's a lot of quarter. Phil Sims, how do you end up at Moorhead State, right? Joe Flacco, how do you end up at Delaware? Chris Sims, Texas. That has been right, how the hell football that? for a long work. time. Yeah. Right. And he went out on a limb there. Dude. That's cool. <laughs> I think – like we talk about with the NFL and everything else, you know, first off, these are growing kids, and sometimes they're not grown to their full potential when they're being recruited and people are trying to get them to come to the big-time school when they're in junior and high school, right? This is where I used to get mad at the University of Texas, and this is where their fall-off began. They were, having, they were committing kids their junior year, and I was like, why? We're Texas. Make them wait. There's going to be a whole bunch of kids that are going to put on 30 pounds of muscle and become a tenth faster. They're going to be better than the 20 you just committed next year, right? And that was really the fall of the, the Mac Brown era. He started 25 commitments, and he had, they had no spots left their senior years, right? right? Mm-hmm. So there they were locked into guys where it's, like, oh, wait, this guy's a better player than the guy we already committed now. Oh, shit, right? So that, that was the end of that. So that's what happens here. Growth, and just like anything, sometimes the – 
politics or how good was his team? How much did he throw the ball in college football? You know, what was the level of competition he was going against in this at that high school in Texas where he was at? So I think all of that plays into it a little bit, right? Um, and it's it's uh, you just don't get the hype and and get it going to where those top those top schools want you. Or he's not going. Or this, this is, there's so many things here. Of course, yeah. I have deep knowledge of this because of my own life, my brother's life. My brother and dad train all these high school kids. But a guy like Patrick Mahomes, I bet you he wasn't going around to the Elite Eleven camp because he was playing baseball. And going, no, I'm awesome at third base. I'm not going. Same with Josh Allen. I'm hitting home runs right now. I'm not worried about making a tour and politicizing myself for high school football here. I'm going to be a high school kid. And those all lead to the things we're talking about, you know, as far as the big schools not recruiting him. His dad wasn't good at making a highlight tape, right? Had some bad plays in there. Who knows what it was? It's a a lot of stuff. Exactly right. He was a three-star recruit, but his senior season – he had 4,600 passing yards, 50 touchdowns. He had 948 rushing yards and 15 rush touchdowns. Yeah. He was ranked the 12th best dual threat quarterback after those numbers. Say, say, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what uh, division that was in, right. in Texas, but it could have been just like Texas Tech. It could have been looked at like, oh, they just throw and nobody's really that good there. And it's just stats and yeah. how good is he really, right? And it's it's a little side army and all this is he's unpolished, right? Yeah. I can see all those things going on as far as the recruiting in Mahomes. He's, where yeah. it took a guy like Cliff Kingsbury, who played a little quarterback, to go, wait, that's fucking awesome. And I actually have Baker Mayfield here, but I'm gonna push him out the door because this guy here's doing freaky things and Alabama and Oklahoma don't want him, so I'll take him. And that's where you gotta give Cliff Kingsbury some credit for sure. Seahawks or Jets, the debate rages on, at least for Katie <laughs> Raps 5, says, would you rather have Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson or Devin Witherspoon mm. and Jackson Smith mm. and Jigba? So mm. the guys from last year with the Jets or the new guys, the new kids on the block over with the Seahawks? Man, I like them all. I, I know, mean, right? that's a tough one. I, I, so all of the above. Here's my, uh, like, my first thought is I like Garrett Wilson better than Jackson Smith and Jigba. I like Devin Witherspoon more than I like Sauce, but damn, I mean, I I like Sauce and Jackson yeah. Smith and Jigba, but all right. So who would you? Who would you rather? You got one there. You got to lean on that one at all? Yes, I think I would at this point take Sauce and Garrett. Yeah, because um, it's kind of you. First off, I've seen it in the seen NFL, it, right? Yes, and uh, I think there's still some questions with Jackson Smith and Jigba and that injury, the and all speed, that stuff and, and all that. Oh, yeah. The size of Devin Witherspoon. Like, yeah. I, I think there's more questions. Like, Sauce and Garrett are more prototypes. We've seen this work in the NFL, right? Yes. And then, of course, we have um, the, the rookies of the year, and we're just hoping these other guys are the rookie of the year. Right. So yeah. we'll see where it goes. I, I would probably lean Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson. Um, but, man, it hurts me to say that with my man crush on the other side. How about a debate between the Seahawks and Ravens? Throw that into the mix here. Ooh. Patrick Cipher says, which team has a better shot at winning a ring this year? The Seahawks or the Ravens? Yeah, both teams that I expect to be in that conversation. I think the Seahawks are drastically going to be an improved football team. The Ravens are the team I'd pick there. Okay, I would. The Ravens, to me, is you know we've hit this I, for some reason. It's come up. I feel like the last few weeks when we've talked about it. Just the Ravens could have won the Super Bowl last year, well, like we said. The Ravens are one of the few teams last year where they go, oh no, they can be on the field with the the Eagles and be okay. 
Uh, you know, I don't think I would have picked them to win the Super Bowl, but you know, healthy Lamar Jackson, right? And and like I, I've said this a few times lately, just they were on the one yard line, up seven against mm-hmm. the Bengals, going in to go up fourteen. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it, it was late in the third quarter, the game, or maybe even early fourth. I mean, it, it was so it wasn't like you know that Ravens team was damn damn good. Yeah, and Mike Tirico made that call, and going back the other way was Sam Hubbard. Sam Hubbard running him down, oh, right? One All right, here, hey, wait. One other question. I'm going back Columbo style here, right? Because oh, no. you know what bothers I, me when the homies one? catch me with a question yeah. that I'm not prepared. And I don't look at these questions before we go. I try to just, you know, go with the moment and the flow, and I pay attention to football constantly anyways. Is this that offensive line You thing? know it. I you know, know me, buddy. You've been buddy. thinking about this whole I time. I have. I had it pulled up on a tab, and I was like, wait, that really bothered me that I didn't really get a – so the Broncos were for sure a good one, right? Yeah. But as I've sat here a little bit more to do some research, I just want to dive back into that. The Washington Commanders are another okay. team where I'd go to deserve a little credit. Got Nick, Nick Gates from the New York Giants, right? So that's big for them. Got an interior lineman. Got Andrew Wiley, the tackle from the Kansas City Chiefs, to help out their football team. Uh, Trenton Scott, they add him to the group as well. So those are that's this one spot where I'd say that that jumps out to me. Okay, sorry about that. That was my Colum- my only <laughs> Columbo moment of the day. Well, this is good. This is good. This one comes from Connor McGinnis. He goes, if one current NFL player had to replace Chris for one episode, who would Ahmed pick to give the game <laughs> breakdowns and player insights? And so. It would be someone who w- wouldn't go back seven questions and ruin my uh, great transitions <laughs> to the next question. First of all, that would be the first question in the interview. Uh, um, yeah, Pete goes, would it be my favorite quarterback of all time, Matthew Stafford? Maybe, but he, I don't think Matthew is that talkative. He's not going to open up. No, he's, he's not going to open, open up, up, which no one is as much as you. So I think maybe I shouldn't even go in that direction. So I will go with one of my favorite of all time. Right. Just so I could meet him and talk to him for an hour. Yeah. Barry Sanders. Barry, I would just oh, that'd sit be down awesome. with Barry. Maybe we do a whole running back segment. Yeah. And uh, just break down all the top, you know, 40 running backs. Yeah, that's yeah, what you're going to do. Yeah. Team he wouldn't even do that. He wouldn't open himself up to that criticism. Yeah, he probably wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Although I think later in life, you see him more in advertisements. Definitely. You know, definitely. I love Barry Sanders. Oh, how so. can you not love but Barry it would be Sanders? One day, it would be one episode only. Who, and then who's be- the quarterback right now, though, that you feel like is like at least somewhat maybe boisterous as I am? Or hmm. if they weren't in the playing right now at this moment where yep. you could go, I could take them out of that. And if they were out of the league, yep. I think they'd have a big mouth like Chris mm. and have plenty of opinions okay. and thoughts All right. there. All right, let me look here. Right. There aren't that many. I'm going through your top 40 from last year, and I'm like going down the list. And you know who it would be? It'd be Baker Mayfield, probably. Uh, that's a Baker good one. I did not care. think of him. He yeah, wouldn't care. I can see. You're right. It's a good one. Baker wouldn't care. Definitely. Definitely. You're right. I don't know if I could trust what he's saying as right. much. You know, he might just be trying to scorch earth. I feel like Baker's <laughs> a little bit more of that. Yeah, right. Um, but I think Baker wouldn't mind speaking on what is on his mind. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't disagree with you there. I don't. I don't. That's that's a good one. I know. I, I don't I don't know who would it be. That might be the one, though. I, I, I It's got to be. And most of these guys are sports junkies. That that happens. I, I thought of Mahomes for a second just because Mahomes watches everything and comments on everything on social media. So he'll at least have like yes. thoughts and opinions for you. Yes. But he might not say anything as harsh as Baker would like I, me. Right, right. I agree with that. Yeah. All right. Let's end with this. Oh, we have a pizza question too. That Damn. We can end with so. 
Well, let's get that one in, just so uh, if there's anyone in Bergen County, New Jersey. Okay, what up, Jim, Jimmy D? Or Jimmy Jim, Die? Jim Die? Jim Die? He, he wrote D-I-E-E. You die twice in Jersey. That's that. So speaking. <laughs> you go to Jersey, you die twice, okay? Yeah. <laughs> That's how uh, tough we are in yeah, Jersey. So maybe don't go to this pizzeria. Uh, best <laughs> pizzeria in Bergen County, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Well, what you know, we, we take a lot of pride in New Jersey, you know, pizza. New York, New Jersey pizza um, you know, I, I think is is the best in the country, and I think especially Italian food in general, right? Like, if you ask my dad, like, the best Italian restaurant he's ever been to, he's been to Rome, like, multiple times. He's going to tell you it's a place in North Jersey, right? Yeah, okay. Right? That, that he loves, like, Arturo's. That's our restaurant. It's not a pizza place. Best pizzeria in Bergen County, New Jersey. I'm going with Kinchley's and Ramsey. Go ahead. Look it up. Kinchley. K-I-N-C-H... L-E-Y? I think it's an L-E-Y. It might be just an L-Y, but it should pop up in Ramsey, New Jersey. It's thin crust, Ooh, right? That's big. It's perfection. You know, it's Ooh. one of those where it's so good, it's awesome. One, There was a disgruntled something that happened, what? and one of the people in the kitchen went to another place <gasps> and tried to start their own kind oh, of thing. They not took too the far. recipe. They took yeah, the it's recipe. not exactly the same. There's a place called Nelly's in Waldwick okay. that also has very similar pizza, but it's not quite as good as Kinchley's. So Kinchley's is my uh, the Sims family go-to spot. Their website says New Jersey's number one thin crust pizza. It's, it's, it's legit. I promise you, you will not be disappointed if you are anywhere in northern New Jersey, close to the New Jersey-New York border, right, 287 Garden State Parkway up there, it's not far from that area. You could you could be there in a, in a moment's time. Driving from here, how long is it? Driving yeah. from here, it's good. Actually, for here, it's not the worst. In Connecticut, you go yeah. over the Tappan Zee, yeah. you'd probably be there in, you know, 25, 30 minutes. Probably. No way. No traffic. Really? From yeah. here? Yeah. Yeah. My parents only live like 35 miles from here. Okay. So it's it's not... It's not a, a long haul. Uh, you know how everything's so tightly packed up here in the Northeast. As we wrap up episode number 500, wow, I still can't believe we've done 500 of these. We asked the homies, you guys out there, what do you think we'll be talking about 500 episodes from now? So episode 1,000, Ben Standing says whether Tom Brady will play for the Dolphins. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Good. It'll still be, al- it'll still be alive. Yeah. Yeah, right? He's only 49. Uh, Matt Bostock says, who is the starting quarterback for the 49ers? <laughs> that sounds real. That's true. Kyle right? is shuffling through, guys. They've been to Four Super Bowls, but they still don't <laughs> yeah. know who their quarterback is. Random Pats fan says how Kellen Mond's career is following the path of Geno Smith. Oh, it could, who knows? It. I love it. It could yeah. happen. Uh, Matthew Sepp Fryer. Ooh, I would love this one. Return of barefoot kickers. Ooh. That would be great. That would be great. That would I be don't awesome. Know. I can, there's got to be a less of a power element, right, with no shoe on, though? I yeah, mean, why did those people do that? I, I don't. They, I guess they felt like they had control over it better. But, yeah, it, when I watch back old games and see that, I go, you guys look fucking ridiculous <laughs> You're walking around like that. Like, yeah. Ridiculous. Why are you kicking? My dad, they won a damn Super Bowl because George Carlos is missing field goals, barefoot kicker for the Broncos. I mean, he shanked two early on in the football game yeah. when they kind of had the momentum. 
cold weather would be a nightmare. Oh, nightmare. Put a shoe on. Yeah. And finally, the final word goes to Wisco Lion BC. He says, we'll be talking about how the Lions become the dominant franchise in the NFL. Well, that one's almost guaranteed. To Damn. Happen. What happened to the, the uh, all 31 teams went extinct? Is that how that happened? <laughs> There's no way that happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they all moved to Germany and then couldn't adjust with the time difference. With Dero Bachter. There you <laughs> yeah. go back there to Germany. Exactly. All right. Well, that was that was fun. That good. was good. We, we set just, the table. We yeah. just re- that was a re- you're right. That was a relaxed. We had nothing to get through. Nothing. No we just notes talked, to get to. You and me back and forth. Two guys talking about football. That's yep. what we did today. Yep. We'll be back into our normal mold on Monday. Yeah, we'll be, no more fun. <laughs> yeah, no Monday. more fun. Ahmed grilling me. Why did you put this guy <laughs> yeah, here? Exactly. This guy says you're an idiot. Uh, yeah. Welcome we, to the Chris Sims quarterback rankings. That's right, everybody. I'm going to be working on that all weekend. You know what's coming, right? So send in your questions. We're still going to hit on all NFL news. Any questions you want asked about certain specific football teams, throw them in there. I'll look at it, the questions before I get on air, so I don't have to go back and look at it again, right, for the Denver Broncos offensive line and that type of stuff. But uh, everybody enjoy the weekend, all right? Be good, be safe out there. The weather's getting good. I know I've been enjoying it. I got a little tan right now. Not yeah, as tan as good. you. I'm getting, you, know, you're, you got tan out there. Be outdoors Kentucky. all summer now. Yeah, well, we, have, we, we all are, hopefully. Yeah. But everybody be good. Hit us up. We'll see you Monday. Clap it up. <laughs>